Hello, hello, hello. This is Mary at Mary Unapologetic. Welcome to another episode of my podcast. This episode is about business tax deductions. What are they? Now, folks, I am only going to cover the most common tax deductions in this episode. Just because there's so many tax deductions out there that you can use for your business. And also, may I remind you that I am not a certified public accountant, but I do work closely with my CPA as far as tax deductions for my business. And before we start, I would like to um, reiterate that it's, you need to always consult with your CPA for the most up-to-date information as far as your tax deductions for your business. And the reason being is because the rules and law and regulation changes all the time. So you want to be informed with the most up-to-date information. And and another thing that I want to mention is that I am creating this episode for those folks out there who really don't know what are some of the most common tax deductions that they can use for their business. Because I know for a fact, 20 years ago when I started, I know some of them, but I still have to familiarize myself with it and ask a CPA to make sure that the information that I have, you know, is correct. Otherwise, you don't want to be misinformed because it can be costly if you are misinformed as far as some of these deductions. And you also don't want to miss out on the ones that you can deduct for your business because it's an advantage for you. So let me start with what is a tax deduction. Tax deduction is a qualifying expense that reduces the amount of income that can be taxed. Therefore, it's very, very important to take advantage of this write-offs for your business because it gives you a break as far as what you're paying in, in terms of taxes, you know, like business taxes, right? And believe it or not, some of the stuff that I'm going to cover are things that probably you might not know. You might know some of them, but then there's certain things that I might, you know, that I'm going to cover that you might not know. And that's why I'm creating awareness for our people out there that are listening to my podcast. So without further ado, let's start what's on the top of my list. And you guys will probably, you know, be surprised what's on the top of my list as far as the tax deductible. I mean, not deductible, deductions. Oh my gosh, sometimes I get confused between deductible and deductions if I'm not thinking what I'm saying. So anyways, so what's on the top of my list of tax deductions? Well, for me, my most favorite is office expense. Why? Because office expense are the expenses that I actually spend money on for everyday things in our use for the office. And what are these office expense office? Well, they're really, really like regular stuff, you know, regular things such as paper, pen, pencils, you know, um, highlighter. I'm very organized, so I'm big on highlighter. And with highlighter, too, I have different colors. You know, I have orange, I have yellow, you know, and sometimes I have red, depending on what I use the color for. 
And then some of the stuff too that you probably might, you know, might miss and, you know, uh, doesn't think that it will be a write-off will be like um, um, an ink for your printer, as well as, let's see, um, post-it. And believe it or not, some of this stuff, we would think that, hey, I'm going to, you know, deduct that because I, you know, it, I, I consider that as like an office expense. But some people might not realize that those are the off, you know, the, those are office expenses that they can deduct. That's why I'm just kind of like giving you guys a rundown and kind of just like highlighting it just to give you guys an idea, create some kind of awareness here. Okay, so now my next on the list, what's the difference between office expense and office equipment? Well, office expense, maybe some of you guys might be able to answer this and some might not because I, for me even, you know, I have to think about it. Well, what's the difference between the two? Because they both kind of the same really, right? But they're really not. Office, ex office equipments are actually expenses, big expenses. The key word here is big, okay? big expenses that you spend for your business. And they are the printer, laptops, um, maybe um, phones, um, your big purchase. Like in, in, in my company, we have like cameras, microphones, the one that I'm using right now, right here, you know, and, and also lightings for when we do our own marketing ads. You know, some of the stuff, they would probably include the tool carts or tools in the office, you know, you know, under the category of office equipment. Those are actually separate. I like to separate those two. Just those, actually, I put it under the tools category. I don't put them on the um, office equipments. But I can tell you that if he had purchased, let's say, a nice desk or um, I would say, um, like a nice chair, you know, whether it's ergonomical or, you know, cause those can be costly, then those will fall under the category of office equipments. Now, what about those, um, let's say, um, external hard drive, they can be costly too, like between what a hundred to $300 for good ones. So those, I put it under the category of office equipment. I want to move forward. Let me actually also um, mention my third, the third on my list, as far as my tax deductions will be marketing slash advertising. So marketing and advertising is in one category. Okay. And the reason why that's the third on my list is because that's usually one of the biggest expense in business, you know, especially if your business is just starting, you want to promote your business, you want to market your business, you want to, you know, put your brand out there. So you're going to spend big money as far as marketing. What falls into this category? Well, if you are advertising, let's say with Yelp or even like the traditional advertising, such as um, when I say traditional, I meant like um, print rather than digital, you know, because digital would be like social media stuff. So like traditional advertising, such as let's say with, um, you know, your regular newspaper, or I mean, not regular, your local newspaper or, you know, the yellow pages back in the old days, like 20 years ago, we used to advertise in the yellow pages and whatever else 
is out there as far as print, because back then there's no um, digital yet. And that was 20 years ago, by the way, folks. Um, those are also right off. What about um, your Facebook ads, your Google ads? You know, those are all under the category of marketing slash advertising. And moving on, because I have, you know, only 30 minutes to do this and I want to um, cover everything that I want to cover for this um, episode. Moving on, I want to actually probably most people get confused too with uniforms, you know. If you are a, a person who's like a sole proprietorship, if you are a person that's like a one-man sh show, you know, for your business, you do the dance, you're the owner, and you use uniforms to represent your company or your brand, you know, you can tax write off or tax deduct those expenses. What falls under this category? Well, how about your shirts or your your jackets you know that you are you know that have your logo on it you know you're branding yourself obviously you have your logo you know how about your cap what about the shoes the shoes that you use when you do your um job those are all tax write-off so don't forget that you can deduct those for your business and the other thing that people also have a misconception of is the health insurance premium. You can write off your health insurance premium. Uh, if you're offering health insurance, the premium is tax deduction. You can, you can tax deduct those. And also, um, let me just um, reiterate this, that for, let's say for us, like four or five members, under the health insurance premium that we pay for. So, I mean, they're pretty expensive. So they're about from minimum of a thousand to $2,000. So a month. So imagine 12 months, you can save a lot of money if you, you know, tax deduct those um, expenses, you know, remember that's the premium. Okay. That you're tax deducting. Um, what about disability insurance? Not a lot of people knows that you can tax deduct the disability insurance premium that you have. Um, what is a disability insurance? Well, I don't know, you know, because not everyone would have probably a disability insurance for their business, but I actually purchased this for my husband because so, um, when he was doing the um, mobile surgery full-time, um, I want to make sure that he's covered if he hurts himself. And the reason being is because at the time, I was um, only, do, you know, doing the back end of the business and he's the one who's going out there, you know, making the money. And I want to make sure that we are protected, that if he gets hurt, that there's, you know, that we're covered and that we wouldn't be hurting financially to pay some of the business bills. So that's why I went and got a disability insurance for him. It's almost like if you work for a company that... Usually company have like a workers comp. Well, for us, because we're a small business um, owners, I want to make sure we're also covered. covered. And, so, and so that's what prompted me to get a disability insurance. But here's the thing. Since that it's business related, I consulted with my CPA, whether the premium is tax deductible or not. And he said, it's yes, it's, it, it is tax deductible. So can you imagine 
if he gets hurt and he doesn't have any disability insurance and, you know, there will be like a, a halt in our business. So I didn't want that to happen. And that's why I went and purchased a disability insurance. So that way there will still be some kind of money coming in to pay our business expense. But the beauty about this is that you can tax right off that premium. So it's almost like just an assurance that, hey, just in case something happened, then I'm covered. And then at the same time, it's not heavy in your pocket because the premium for the disability insurance is something that you can tax deduct for your business. Okay. I'm going to move on to the next on my list. I actually have a list. Okay. And I think this one is home office. If you have, or if you run your business out of your, uh, out of your home, or maybe part, you know, whether it's full-time or partially, there are certain or some home related expenses that you can consider deducting. And some of these expenses will be um, utilities, either 100% of utilities or some. I think actually some. You can't tax deduct um, your home utilities 100%. Only some, like a percentage from what I know. Same thing with your home repair and maintenance. You can probably tax deduct a percentage of it. You can always consult your CPA on this one because I have consulted mine. Another thing that I wanted to um, mention as far as tax de uh, deductions would be, and I think this is a biggie, some of the people are kind of conflicted or confused on whether an auto expense can be um, used as tax deductions. The question, I mean, the answer is yes, but here's the tricky part of it. If you are a PDR guy, or if you are a guy who has a PDR company and you're mobile, you know, I think it would be wise for you to use the mileage as your tax deductions versus the auto expense. And I'll explain why. If if you have a vehicle that is brand new, you know that your maintenance will be very, very low. It's not like you, you know, it's not like uh, you have, you will have a lot of, um, or you will have a high auto expense as if you were, as if you have like an old vehicle that just rack up, you know, auto expense, such as repair, you, you know, auto repairs. You have to figure out, you know, which is actually more, whether the mileage that you have um, accrued for one whole year versus the auto expense, because you can't use both for tax deductions. You can only use one, either the mileage or the auto expense. So it's up to you to figure out which one will give you more tax deductions for your business. Now, I'm going to actually get into detail with the mileage. For me, I think it's better 
for you to use the mileage. If you are a PDR guy who's doing mobile service, and the reason being is because if you have accrued, I don't know, maybe 30,000 to 50,000 miles a year, and you times that, I think the last I know was 35 cents per mile. So can you imagine 30,000 times, or maybe, okay, I'm going to say 40,000 miles times 35 cents. Well, that's the amount that you can tax deduct for your business. Whatever that amount is, just do the calculation, okay? Now, if you have auto expense that's only ranging two grand or three grand, maybe that's not suitable for you because it could be like maybe between eight to 10 grand versus two grand for your auto expense. So it's wise to actually tax deduct your mileage versus the auto expense. That's where I'm coming from. And these are the stuff that you also need to ask your CPA and consult your CPA and, you know, ask them to explain this to you. Now, remember, folks, ask the right questions in order for you to get the right answers. Because if you don't, you know, if you don't ask the right questions, then you're not going to get the answers that's, that's accurate and correct. Now, another thing that I actually um, want to kind of uh, um, cover on this episode as far as tax deductions, um, I think some of us got confused too because um, some of the uh, people that I've known have gotten some PPP loan. Um, maybe, you know, last year or this year. And like I said, in the beginning of this episode, rules and law changes all the time, depending on what's happening around us. And last year, when we had the shutdown, we had some government assistance for some of the businesses out there as far as either you can apply for the idle loan or for the PPP loan. So anyways, some of the folks out there are questioning whether they should include the PPP loan in their tax return. And from what I've heard from my CPA is that you don't need to include your PPP loan in your tax return. And the explanation behind this is because the PPP loan as well as the IDA loans are loans that needs to be paid back to the bank. Therefore, it's not an income or a sales revenue. So you do not need to include it on your tax return. I just want to mention something about this because there was so many misconception and misinformation or disinformation out there in the beginning of this year in regards to these loans. And so I thought that I will uh, include it in this episode. And um, last but not least, one of the stuff that I want to emphasize and stress to you guys is that make sure you keep a detailed record of your bookkeeping and also keep your receipts. 
The reason being is because you want to have all this information available for you for one, when you do taxes yearly, so that way everything is already organized and you don't have to be looking for stuff. And second, if you ever get audited, whether it's from the state or from the IRS, you want to make sure that you are keeping good, re good records of your bookkeeping and your receipts. Because if you get audited, you're going to have to produce the receipts to them to justify all the stuff on your books, whether it's charges or income, you're going to have to explain that. And my advice to those people who, the only reason why I'm mentioning these two folks are because some of my friends got audited, you know, business-wise. And so it's very important to just create an awareness out there that it's, you know, that it's important to keep a good records, detailed records. And also when you do get audited, it's smart to hire an attorney that handles this kind of stuff. You don't want to represent yourself or, you know, on behalf of your company when you get audited, just because you can get scrutinized. And if they scrutinize you, they can go from one year to two years to three years, however many years they want to see your books. So it's very important to do the right thing the first time. And, as, and also just to create awareness out there that if you, do, if you do get audited, to not handle it yourself. To, the smart thing to do is to hire an attorney that specializes on business audit so that way they can represent you and to minimize the, the cost that it can have on your business. I have to think about that. Oh my gosh, what I'm going to say on that one. Okay, anyways, I would like to end this episode with this thought. Mobile Tech Expo, it's happening, folks. So, folks, I would love to see you at Mobile Tech Expo. Don't forget, in room Sonoma D on August 26th, that's actually Thursday at 11.05. Be there or be square. I would love to see you guys, folks out there. Remember, Mobile Tech Expo in Las Vegas. I'm saying goodbye and thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow me 